1: Another episode of the Me Bros podcast. I'm one third of the trio, better known as the Ami Bros. Your host here, Damon. What's popping, my guys? Jeremy, 85.
0: Jeremy, what's going on, fellas? How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling good. We uh, you know, besides the fact another losing week in bets, but hey, still still even on the season. And, uh, you know, my Texas went out there and got a mud stop. But outside of that, man, uh, we, we're getting close to Christmas. Maybe Santa Claus can bring us a new coach, new general manager, new roster, new defense. You know, hey, we, we, I don't know if Santa, Santa can fit all that on one sleigh, but, you know, let's hope. Hey,
1: man, you know, you got to put it in the atmosphere, dog. But, uh, <laughs> Jimmy, what's popping with you, man? What's what's going on in Charlotte?
2: Yeah, I got to see how the others live this week. My boys went out and laid an egg, so um, we're no <laughs> longer in the number one seed, and you know, it's been September since we last lost, so I, you know, I've kind of gotten used to this whole just winning every week thing, especially with my Southern Cowboys continuing that streak. And so, so, bad
0: to keep winning too. I got, literally, <laughs> I, they're, they're one of the flukiest winning teams. They beat Arizona State week one when they were down. They were down fourteen with
2: three 13. minutes. Don't,
0: to don't put more on it. I thought they got they got a two point conversion or something. I thought I thought they were down. No, four, no okay, so they were down thirteen points. Drop pick, bounces in the air for a touchdown. Then onside kick, recovery, touchdown as time, uh, right before time expired to beat Arizona State. Then they beat Arizona last second touchdown. Arizona's 0-5, just fired Ke- Kevin Sumlin. This week, they were down literally double digits the entire game versus UCLA. comeback, touchdown with like 30 seconds to go. They are one of the worst 5-0 teams in the country. But I give them credit, though, because them Jokers, they, at the end of the game, Kodal Slobens don't miss.
2: Yeah. and I was about to say, um, we're still undefeated, so put some respect on our name because I know some teams that aren't.
1: <clears throat> ah. All right, boys. Uh, well, we got a lot to, lot to get into tonight. Uh, but first, let us thank everybody that's tuning in to us another week. Shout out to you guys. Hope you guys are safe, healthy, feeling great. Um, and let's uh, get into it, boys. Uh, first off, Monday Night Football Uh, crazy game, Lamar and Baker dueling, going at it. Uh, a lot of drama, a lot went on. I'm sure you guys heard all about it, but at the end of the day, uh, Lamar came out of the locker room after having, uh, to deal with, he says cramps, but it looks like it it was a little something else. Like he had maybe upset stomach or something like that.
0: Intestinal cramps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but, uh, he came back out and threw like a 44 yard dart to, uh, it Wasn't who who was, Hollywood it? was it Brown.
0: Brown? Yep. Yeah, Brown uh, touchdowns.
2: oh uh, uh, I'm not no longer calling this dude Hollywood Brown. He is uh I don't know. In Hollywood.
0: Bollywood yeah. Brown.
1: Yeah, he's Bollywood yeah. Brown. Yeah, man, but crazy game. Let's talk about it. Uh do you think um What what do you think about these two teams? Let's just start with you, Jeremy.
2: Uh first I guess we'll start with the with the losers of the game, the Browns. The Browns are actually really impressive to me. Um I think overall they could cause some issues to some teams. I think they could cause some issues to the, to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, number one, because they can run the ball. Uh, Nick Chubb is top five running back in the league. You throw Kareem Hunnan, who's probably top ten running back in the league. I think uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers use one of them. Um, but yes, overall they got the, the best running game in football right now, the, the most yards per game um, from, a, from a running team. And Baker Mayfield is playing great complimentary football. They're not asking him to do too much, but when they ask him to do something, he's he's been protecting the ball. I've been very critical of, of Baker Mayfield, and he's been really impressive lately. Um, as far as the defense goes, defense, um, you know, looked a little suspect yesterday. But I'll be 100 percent honest. It's hard to really judge the defense of how they play against Lamar Jackson because, I mean, it's different than any other defense you're going to play. Like I, I look at um, teams that when you play running quarterbacks. Now you need to you know keep contained and stop squeezing down and, and uh, with the defensive ends, uh, I can go into an hour about how the Saints did the same thing against uh, Jalen Hurts, but it's a different type of, of defense uh, that you're playing. And, and it's, you got to account for different things. So I don't necessarily think the the weaknesses that Lamar Jackson is able to exploit, looking like he's running in, uh, in fast forward. Um, it's going to be the same as Patrick Mahomes. So I think they could maybe cause some cause some issues there. Now. Uh, the way that secondary looks and, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey right now, I mean, eh, it'd be ugly. They'd have to outscore them. But, um, but, yeah, overall, I thought they played well. As far as the Ravens go, man, the Ravens came out and showed uh, championship tenacity, especially Lamar Jackson. Now, I know uh, I'll, I'll be willing to say I'll admit I was wrong. You know, earlier this year when I said that Deshaun wasn't better than the than is at this point, I think uh Deshaun I would give him the edge over Lamar right now if I was picking a quarterback however I wasn't wrong when I said the, that the Ravens really weren't that talented and if you take Lamar Jackson off this team they're not a very good football team their entire team and their entire organization is built on Lamar Jackson's back their defense is suspect they got a good set a secondary play um, by the cornerbacks but uh from a linebacker standpoint from a pass rush standpoint you know they leave a lot to be desired Calais Campbell is obviously, you know, an awesome player whenever he's healthy, but he's been dealing with that calf injury for a while now, and he doesn't look like the same player right now. You see him hobbling on and off the field. Uh, They're not getting much pressure. Uh, And so they they struggle on that side. When he goes to the offensive side, um, they lost one of the best uh, offensive tackles in football, their left tackle. Um, Ronnie Brown's still solid. They can still run the ball decently well. But from a receiving standpoint, outside of Mark Andrews, they are terrible. Uh, Willie Sneed is their second best receiver on the team. And Willie Sneed uh was not held on to by the Saints because they didn't want to pay him 3.6 million dollars a couple years ago. Um it, it's it's embarrassing how many times they dropped the how many passes they dropped, especially Hollywood Brown, for especially for somebody who came out talking about how, you know, what, what's the point of having soldiers if you're not gonna use them? Uh, what's the point of having hands if you're not gonna use them? <laughs> I'm looking at a team that i be honest.
0: Uh, it wasn't, it,
2: it wasn't, um, what's their, their GM name before they, he just retired?
0: Uh, I know, Ozzie Newsom
2: Ozzie Newsom It wasn't Ozzie Newsome draft. And if he was, it, it wouldn't have happened. But I got to look at this, the new GM that came, uh, that came in, or that was already in, but got uh, elevated and say, I don't think Ozzy Newsom would have taken Hollywood Brown over AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. I mean, I just got to, I just got to no, say, I, no,
0: I, Ozzie, Ozzie drafted, um, Ozzy drafted him, he drafted Hollywood, right? Am I, am I, I, no, uh,
2: Hollywood. I thought Hollywood,
0: draft was Lamar. I thought I thought Hollywood came out in the same draft as Lamar. No, no, you're right. You're right. He came out the next year. You're right. You're right.
2: Next year. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think uh, you know they they definitely need to get a little a little more help to him on the wide receiver standpoint, especially when you're talking about a quarterback who can have some issues with accuracy. Probably getting a a, a big possession receiver is probably going to help him out a little bit more. But um, overall impressed i would love to see the ravens make a run i know last year everybody had expectations this year they've been down on him because he hasn't been as good as he was last year but you're talking about a guy who in his career has 60 touchdown passes and 16 interceptions i mean just think about that look at the rushing touchdowns he has if you add those up too so if i if i just go and look at um lamar jackson's rushing numbers um for his career he's got 18 rushing touchdowns Um, he's got over 2600 rushing yards um, and you add that into a, to the fact that the guy twenty seven and 7 uh, in a quarterback rating this year when everybody says, oh, he's falling off the cliff. You know, he's not, not looking like the same guy. The quarterback rating this year is 95. So, um, very, very impressed. Would love to see what they're going to do moving forward. I expect them fully to win out playing against Jacksonville, the Giants, and Cincinnati uh, and get a, a great playoff game. If they play against the Steelers again, I fully expect them to beat the Steelers because the Steelers look like trash.
1: Okay, Steels Steelers are trash.
2: All right. Um, yeah, that's yeah a, they are. I uh, was a little dry. Right. There, but, so, yeah, I, I said it three weeks ago. I, before they even lost, I said, yeah, the Steelers look like trash. Sorry. They do.
1: All right. Well, all right, Jared, what do you think about this uh, this Lamar and Baker battle, and, and which team is the bigger threat in your opinion?
0: So the bigger threat, I think, is the Ravens. Um, I like the Browns. I think the Browns are a, um, they're an up-and-coming team, but here's the reality. I had a discussion earlier today, uh, and because I said yesterday in one of my group chats, I said the the Ravens are going to cover because the Browns aren't good. I don't think they're bad, but they're like an average team. And you know, they're like, oh, how, how can you say they aren't good? They're nine and three. And I said, well, the fact that Vegas has them as a three and a half point underdog at home versus a seven and five Ravens team, and I think that line is appropriate, tells you that they're not that good of a team. They played. This year, six teams with a winning record. They're two and four. So, do I think that the Browns could cause problems to a team like the Chiefs? Sure, sure. If they, if Baker Mayfield plays well, if if, if you took Baker Mayfield off of this team and you replaced him with a top five quarterback in the league um, right now, if you if you replaced him with a a Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. Ah, uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, you can say top ten. I mean, you can go Drew Brees. You can go Josh Allen. A few of those. I would, I would give them a legitimate chance to win a Super Bowl because I think that the yesterday, when their defense isn't as bad as they showed yesterday, um, the the Ravens just present problems that you're not gonna face on a normal basis. The way the Lamar runs the ball, um, and on a field where nobody could seem to get traction, it typically favors the person who's making the the first move. The offensive player is usually the one. Who knows when he's going to turn. So stopping and starting is, is usually more difficult on defense because they're, they're having to react. Um, so the question is, which one I trust more? I trust the Ravens more. Jeremy, to touch on your point, though, do I think the, the Ravens' rest of their roster is terrible? No, they're not. Um, now, the offensively, they, they definitely need new receivers. Hollywood Brown isn't a number one. He dropped too many passes. Although he got he got loose late, I give more credit to Lamar on that one because basically Lamar broke contain because it was a dumb play call for the Browns. It's fourth and four. You blitz up the middle. And here's the thing: if you're gonna blitz Lamar, you gotta blitz from the outside. Because once you blitz from the middle and he sees the outside and he can break contain, you're not catching him. And so But the, the thing about
2: it is, is even if you're gonna blitz up the middle. Your, your defensive ends have your defensive to the edge. have
0: to go. They have to, they ha- you have to tell them, hey, look, you stand on the sideline if you need to, but don't let him get outside. Because what happened was once he got outside of the uh, the defensive end, the the DB steps up because he's like, if I don't, Lamar's going to be gone. I mean, we saw him earlier in the game almost take one to the house. And so he steps up. Lamar makes a great throw. Uh, but here's the thing. The, the Ravens defense got kind of ravaged yesterday, especially in the secondary. So their team – yesterday gave up a lot more numbers than they would defensively. Uh, Marlon Humphrey was the only DB that was still on the field uh, at the end of the game that was a starter. You, you lost Jimmy Smith. Uh, you lost Marcus Peters uh, during that game. Um, and, and I think defensively they're solid. Um, I do think limit limitations from a weapons standpoint is going to limit them from being able to be a, a, a more competitive team. Although I do think Des Bryant being back, uh, he's still on the COVID list this week. I think him being back is going to help, even though, like I said, I don't think he's a great receiver at this point. He's at least a receiver who usually can catch the ball and has uh, you know somewhat reliable hands. Uh, but the last thing I will say on this is, I know we talked about um, you mentioned about their ability to be able to run the ball, the the browns. the Ravens, the the one thing that, that's kind of surprising, usually, I, I think this is a good trend that they're staying. Ravens got down in the game, first possession, but the Ra- Ravens, what they've, I think, started to realize is even when they're down, they can still run the ball. They don't need to throw it because with Lamar running, they can gash people for 15, 20 yards of play just running the ball. And with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson all coming in and out of the game, um, there's going to be uh, huge, huge lanes from the rush. And as long as let, me, let me throw this in too. I will say this,
2: from Lamar Jackson's standpoint, I'm talking Michael Vick, I'm talking Kyler, all these, I mean, the fastest guys in the world. Outside of somebody like Tyreek Hill who plays a completely different position, no other quarterback in history have I ever felt like they were running so much faster than everybody else on the field. He was running, the play where he got outside and then came back inside and then swirled back around, I was like, dude, his legs literally look like somebody is fast-forwarding him and everybody else is going regular but speed. He, he looks like he's going a different
0: speed than everybody else. I, I will tell you this, though. He's running really fast. That's the same feeling I had with Mike Vick. I'll never forget when they played the Vikings, and he he cut in between those two defenders, and they ran at each other, and then he ran out the back of the end zone. Like, literally, I think he's probably faster than Vick, but Vick Vic was, so, he, he was so elusive and shifty. Like, he would just yeah. change direction. Like, I, I remember that jump cut where it was just like, Two linebackers about to kill him, and he was like, "Yeah, let me just cut through, through both of y'all, and then I'm out." So, I, yeah, I, I, I
2: um, I, I agree. I, I guess, and I had that feeling about Michael Vick, but I just saw some old highlights of Michael Vick because I looked it up to see if Michael Vick looked as fast as Lamar Jackson, and I didn't. Yeah. And I felt like, man, Michael Vick is really fast. I don't. I didn't feel like he was as fast as Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson looks like literally he could run step for step with Tyreek Hill at, at times. Now I know he can't, but he looks that way. <laughs> yeah, nobody
0: can. Nobody. Can.
1: <laughs> Yeah, let's keep it on the, uh, in the NFL fellows. Uh, my boy Jalen Hurts had a great game, started for the first time uh, of his career against the Saints, and he came away with the W, man. Um, I know Jeremy has a lot to say about this, but let's start with Jared on this topic. Uh, what do you think this says about Jalen Hurts, and what do you think this says about uh, Taysom Hill and the Saints uh, trying to get Drew Brees back healthy?
0: I think there's two big things that I take away from this game. First, as I said last week, Jalen Hurts – has enough of an ability to throw, and he's a good enough runner, and he's smart enough to be able to manage the game. And I'm not saying he's going to win a ton of games because I don't think. I thought he won this game with a lot with his legs, with some plays that he made. Uh, but I thought the biggest thing that the biggest takeaway was he didn't give the game away, and that's what Carson Wentz does. Literally, Carson. Well, He tried to get the
2: game away, but. Oh, the fumble. Oh, no, here's the thing, though. No, no I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking
0: about uh, Townsend Gardner-Johnson dropping the pick six. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I I'll agree. That was, that was a tough one. Um, But I, I think with with Jalen, he, he's decisive. He makes quick decisions. He if, if that first or second read isn't there, he's taken off. He got sacked zero times with that pass rush after Carson Wentz had been sacked over four times in the last six or seven games. Um, And he goes versus the Saints, who have probably the best pass rush in football, and doesn't get sacked at all. Now, I did think it was silly that Trey Hendrickson, I'm sure Jeremy will talk about this, uh, and, and Cam Jordan kept crashing in so hard on him and allowing him to just break and tame because they they, they played him like he was a like he was <laughs> Daniel Jones versus the Cardinals with an injured ankle. Like like he wasn't gonna just keep running every time y'all gave him a chance. Um, so the the biggest takeaway, I think Jalen Hurts can be a legitimate starting quarterback. Do I think he can be an All Pro kind of level quarterback? No, but I see a lot of Dak in him. Um, but I don't think he's as talented as a passer as Dak. But I see a lot of Dak in him when Dak first started, where I think he's he's smart, he's a good enough passer. He I think team his teammates believe in him. I know I'm giving you a whole lot of this like you know fairy dust about the about the game, but I thought I thought it was a really positive sign the way he played. Even if they had lost the game, I thought it was a positive sign. And I've said for weeks that I thought the, the Eagles defense was playing well enough for them to win games just uh, Carson just kept putting them in bad situations. Um, on the other hand, it was a terrible loss for the Saints. Um, I think that the bigger takeaways I had in that game, um, this this makes this week's game so much more critical. Um, now they're playing the, um, the Chiefs at home. Not really. I, I think it does because I, I, I think, are the Packers going to lose one more time? Probably. So but, the
2: Packers, that's what that's what I'm saying. So if the Packers lose one more time, it's basically going to come down to if if we're tied at at ten and four or at, at uh twelve and four, and they're at twelve and four, and anybody in NFC West is tied at twelve and four, as long as we don't lose to the to the Panthers in week in week seventeen, we win the division. No, I I agree, but here's the here's or the not, problem. not with the, like Dude, We win, uh, no one team.
0: Team. But here's yeah. the problem you have with that: the Rams already have four losses, so you would need the Rams to win out the. Seahawks already have four losses. You would need them to win out, and they play each other once. So yeah, and so there's there's games on there where, and that's saying that the the Packers lose, and the Packers have, um, I mean, you look at their schedule. It's it's not super tough. I mean, they have they have a game versus the Titans, and the end of the season they play the Bears, who so I still expect them to dominate because they don't have a terrible roster, uh, and they play the Panthers. So I think the reality is. If you lose this game versus the the Chiefs, which I would expect now, because here, here's really the problem I see. Taysom Hill can throw the ball well enough to be a starting quarterback. Um, I, think he, I, I think he does. But I think the problem is this. Whenever you take a person whose skill set is one thing and you try to make them into something else, that's when you have problems. Like you got to embrace the uniqueness of Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is like Lamar Jackson in the sense that he's extremely fast. You could run the ball a ton with him. And because he can run that way, it opens up his ability to pass. As I said with with Lamar Jackson, I compare Lamar to Steph Curry because I said everybody talks about Steph's handle being all-time great, and I don't think it is. I think Steph's handle is great, but I think it's accentuated by the fact that he's such a good shooter that you have to close out on him or he's going to hit the three, and so when you close out on him, it makes him be able to blow by you. And I think the same thing with Lamar. Yeah, Lamar Ask
2: CP3 on the baseline.
0: He stepped on his foot, but still. <laughs> uh, the, if you, and like I said, Lamar can make throws, like you saw yesterday, but when Lamar took off earlier in the game, he made a couple of those long runs into the game, fourth and four, he's ta- he he breaks out, breaks contained, all of a sudden the DB is not worried about him throwing, steps up, and now he has Hollywood Brown for, for a 44-yard touchdown, whatever it was. So, I think what the the Saints de- don't do, they did like one quarterback design run all game. And if you're going to if you're gonna go with this offense, if you're gonna say all right, Taysom and not Jameis, then you got to build the offense for Taysom. And I didn't think they did that. I thought um, the the Eagles did a much better job on a week's notice preparing their team to play with Jalen in the style that he was gonna play than the Saints did. Um, with Taysom, who they've been starting for four weeks. And that's a shocker because of how good the Sean Payton is typically at at, uh, game planning.
1: All right, Jeremy, uh, you talked a little bit about uh, laying an egg uh, in the beginning of the show. Um, Tell me your thoughts about this game. Yeah, man.
2: So I'll be honest. This is the Sean Payton classic. Every season he seems to have one of these games where, he calls a lackluster performance. The defense gives a lackluster performance. And the entire game plan seems to be out of whack. Last year it was against Atlanta. Um, I was watching the game going. I don't know what they're doing from a play-calling standpoint. Um, the year before that it was against Dallas and uh, that Thursday night game where, you know, I had no clue what we were doing. So um, this game, I'll be 100% honest, from a play-calling standpoint, the worst game maybe I've seen from a defensive and offensive standpoint in a long, long time. For the first half, it, I, the game plan came in looking like Denver's game plan, where it was literally like, wait, hey, we're going to handcuff everything, and we're just not going to beat ourselves because we don't believe Jalen Hurts can beat us. So what we're going to do is we're going to rush four and play two-high safety, man coverage, and just let him run around all day and – and." Uh, and, and make plays with his leg. We, we should have made him beat him with his, with his arm. At the end of the day, Jalen Hurts threw for 165 yards and completed 56% of his passes. Like, okay, like what are we doing? So at the end of the day, I don't know what we were doing from that standpoint. If you're going to play man coverage, you better be blitzing because at the end of the day, I'm going to light him up. That's what they started doing more of in the second half. The first half was literally just the most base, Preseason coverages I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, uh, yes, Jalen can play against this, this. This is the same coverage that people see in preseason when you go, man, that third-string quarterback back looks really, really good. I think he could be a starter. No, he really can't. They're just not playing anything to to confuse him. From an offensive standpoint, Taysom Hill is playing well. I like Taysom. Outside of that bullet on a screen pass when literally Alvin Kamara was standing right beside him, um, I thought he played a pretty solid game. He stopped fumbling. Um, But I thought he played a a pretty solid game. Taysom Hill is not Drew Brees. If you stop treating him like Drew Brees, let Taysom Hill run. Taysom Hill is averaging less running plays per game. And his four starts that are called than he did before he was playing quarterback. They literally let him run the ball every time he came in. Like people would just stack the box. And he would still get seven, eight, nine yards a clip. Run and play again. Run those plays if they're actually playing him for coverage because he's completing 72% of his passes so far. He's, he's, completing, he's, he's averaging 210 yards passing, 50 yard, 55 yards rushing per game. He's got eight touchdowns, two interceptions, and 72% completions. Pretty solid. But my thought process has been it seems like they're saving a lot. Now, my hope is they're saving a lot because they didn't think they were going to need a lot. They felt like they could get through Atlanta. Uh, the Broncos, and uh, and Philly, four teams that are under five hundred without really having to unleash anything. And then if we got to the point where we needed these plays in the playoffs or, i.e., playing against the Kansas City Chiefs, where you know you're going to have to put up a lot of points, he yeah, has that stuff in his back pocket. And I think that's what you're going to see this week. I think you're going to see a lot more trick plays. I think you're going to see a lot more uh, aggression. Um, and I think you're going to see a lot more running uh, plays with, with Alvin Kamara and uh, Latavius Murray. But overall, it was a terrible game by the Saints. Um, at the end of the day, the Eagles don't really have receivers you should be afraid of. Like they had one one catch that I can remember pretty much in the entire game, and that was on that Alshon Jeffrey uh, back shoulder play when Marshawn Lattimore, for some reason, was playing them for a deep a deep pass when he can't run by you. So um, overall, I thought they should have manned up um, with no safety help and came and get came and get them, or just played zone um, with some exotic blitzes mixed in. So overall. I was very disappointed in how we played. Um, I'll be 100% honest. The only thing I'm really concerned about is the bye. I want us to get a, a a break. But if we don't get it, I'm not afraid of anybody in the NFC. And if we have to go to Green Bay, honestly, I think it favors us more than it favors them. I personally don't want to see Aaron Rodgers on a dome field uh, with perfect conditions throwing deep balls to Devontae Adams. I would rather see us playing in uh, – in uh green Bay with low temperatures and Hey, this is more of a bruising game and we can send our defense out there and have them beat up people and run the ball down their throats. Cause they can't stop the run anyway. So uh, I'm not concerned of that at all. Overall, I think we got to get it together, but um, Hey, if you told me we're still going to get the number one C, which I, I'm, I'm still optimistic on, uh, but we were going to get a loss. Obviously I, I didn't want us to go into the playoffs with a 13 game winning streak. Cause you know, it's, it's probably not best. So, um, it's a trap game. We we lost, but hey, let's uh let's pick it up going in next week. About to go uh, beat up for Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, back. I got a tough task next week, so uh, good luck with that, buddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let let's stay in the NFL, guys. Uh, the Bills beat the Steelers. Man, Steelers on a two game slide. Um, what is this uh, more of, Jeremy? Let's start with you. Is this sport bad Steelers or the Bills are legit?
2: Uh, neither. Um, because I would go much harsher than bad Steelers. The Steelers are terrible. Um, they're not a very good football team. If you look at their their wins this season, they played three teams that are currently in the playoffs. Um, they played the Bills. They lost. They played actually four teams. Uh, because I would include the Washington. They played Washington. They lost. Uh, they played the Browns. They won. Uh, and they played the Titans and they won. So, um. The Titans game was was very, very close. The Browns, they blew them out. The Browns have played the Timber schedule of the Steelers. And since then, uh, they're averaging about 40 yards rushing a game. They're not even attempting to run the ball. Their offensive line looks soft. Um, if you look at the way they're playing, they keep throwing the ball to Deontay Johnson, and he drops the ball literally every other play. I don't know who drops more, him or Hollywood Brown. And there's a point now where I don't trust them. They've got way too many injuries on defense. Joe Hayden went out um, with injury. Um... Bud Dupree is out for the season. They already lost uh Bush, their their middle linebacker. And I think his is his backup back, or is he out for the season too? He,
0: he had so, a knee injury. Oh, yeah, I think he's I think he's out. And they also yeah. missing, um uh, what's the other line? they had another linebacker was out. Um, it's slipping sort of my mind. just the outside uh four three linebacker or three four linebacker.
2: Yeah, they they they're missing a lot of guys, and, and the only real guy they have on their defense right now. It's T.J. Watt. I mean, he's pretty much he, he's possibly the defensive player of the, year, of the year. Even though you can basically give it Aaron Donald of the year.
0: But, Jim, um, Jim, Jim. A quick question, though. Um, who predicted T.J. Watt defensive player of the year on our preseason pod? <laughs> this guy. You picked know, you, pick, you, pick, you pick Miles Garrett. You're in the you're in the running. The COVID kind of yeah. threw him out of there, though. Yeah,
2: um, <laughs> uh, and, and that game yesterday might have thrown him out of it as well. But um, but yeah, overall, I think. Uh, I think they're going to struggle. I think they'll, they'll quote, unquote, bounce back this week against the Bengals on Monday Night Football. Sounds like the worst Monday Night Football game of all time. That's a great way to finish uh, 2020 with a Monday Night – I guess it's not the last Monday Night Football game of 2020, but that's that's the way you do it. You know, 2020 looks like Bengals versus Steelers on a Monday Night Football game. Um, So they'll beat them. Uh, I think they'll probably lose to the Colts the next week. Uh, and, and probably go into the playoffs at 13-3 and three and get beat very, very early. They kind of remind me of what the Patriots did last year. They played a week's schedule early, struggled some down the stretch, and then got knocked out in the playoffs um, pretty early. So um, I, I, I am not a big fan of what the Steelers are doing. I, I am, however, a fan of Buffalo. I think Buffalo is um, showing a lot. I think Josh Allen looks like a future star right now. Um, I'd say he's the fourth-best quarterback in the AFC um, I put him behind Deshaun or uh, Patrick Mahomes, number one, Deshaun, probably number two, Lamar, number three, and I put Josh Allen right there. Um, and Stephon Diggs um, looks like the truth. Now, that's, a, that's the best win-win scenario I've ever seen in my life, where you trade a first-round pick to get Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs is top um, five in the league in receiving yards, and then that pick you get back, you get Just- Justin Jefferson, uh, who's top five in receiving yards. And you got him on, uh, on a rookie deal. So, yep. I mean, it's a um, win win for both teams. And uh, I guess uh, look out for him in the playoffs. Uh, They've they got a good chance to anybody.
0: Jeremy, can I give you one quick uh, comparison of that? So, they yeah. traded uh, Stephon Diggs and got a first round pick and had a confident GM and replaced Stephon Diggs with another Pro Bowl receiver who's on a rookie contract. The Texans, on the other hand, had DeAndre Hopkins, who's better than Stephon Diggs. Shaded him for a second round pick and a terrible contract for David Johnson, who's out on the coach. You guys league. got an all
2: pro running back, Jared. Stop
0: complaining. Man, David Johnson is, is closer to a. a, a I, listen, he's closer to, to being the worst running back in the league than being an all pro. Um, I didn't he say he a year, year,
2: but he was not all pro.
0: He was an all pro about 18 years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: So, rough, rough go at it, man. Rough go.
1: All right, cool, Jeremy. Uh so Jared, what do you think about this uh the Steelers and Bills game? Do you think that the Steelers are dropping off a little bit? Are they showing it through to the true
0: colors or are the Bills legit? So I I think it's a little bit of both. Um the Steelers are missing or dropping too many passes. I mean, you got a situation where Deontay J- Johnson now leads the NFL and drops. He dropped another two balls in the game. Um Eric Ebron, no. Uh, from from uh, GSO Greensboro represent uh, has dropped. I mean a ton of balls the last two games. I don't think he's caught caught a ball. Um, so now you got. Uh, How do you
2: say GSO, GSO represent and then call him out like you just disrespect
0: he's, GSO he's a, he's a football. I was just gonna go GSO. Speaking <laughs> of GSO, my boy Keenan Allen from North Guilford High School. Uh, oh no, West Guilford. West Guilford. Um, his. Um, he, he has the most receptions ever for a receiver through their first 100 games. Um, he, and he's through 99 games. He has the most receptions in the history of the league through that. So, shout out to him. Um, but they're dropping too many passes, man. You can't win games if you're going to drop, you know, five passes a game. And then here's the other part. Ben's not good anymore. Like, can we get past the 2005 draft class or 2004 draft class? I think it's 2004. Oh, four season That's Still guys. solid though.
2: They they I mean they don't have uh, a now, listen, running he, game, so they put a lot on him. But he, he's not elite, but he,
0: he's not he's solid. Eli he's he's retired. Phillip might as well retire. Even though he played decent last week. But like Philip Rivers need to let it go. Big Ben needs to let it go. Um I mean my kids love Frozen. And I mean, at this point, they they, they need to do like the Frozen. Song. Sure, I'm not Please gonna stop. stop. I, not I knew,
2: gonna, I knew you. I knew I, you were going there. Please stop. One I, I, I thing, one thing I, 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 I want to throw out there, just from your Ben thing, the fact that they're just doing these quick passes because they don't have a running game. What you're starting to see is teams are starting to clue on how fast the ball is going to come out, and they're starting to sit on routes. You saw it on the last on the interception right before halftime. Guys are just really going, hey, if you're not going to give us an opportunity to get to the quarterback, we're going to start cluing on these uh, on these quick passes. And, uh, and try to jump some of those routes. So I think that's what you're starting to see. You're starting to see uh, defensive ends and, and um, defensive tackles instead of trying to get to the quarterback because they know he's going to throw the ball so fast. Um, they're starting to, to get their hands up and try to tip balls up in the air and get interceptions. So um, you got to keep an eye on for that, too.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the other thing you're starting to see, though, is um, the, they can't run the ball, but you actually have to give some attempts. Like You can't just not run it at all. Um, and so I think their teams like playing soft. Like you're in a situation now where like they're just not physical. And that's one of the things you don't see with a, a Steelers team is them just not be physical. And so um, I mean, I think it's it's a uh, it's a bad situation overall because now they're just an average offense at best, probably below average. They haven't scored 17 more than 17 points the last three weeks straight. And uh, and then outside of that, their defense has too many injuries, man. I mean, you can't just keep having – I mean, it's one thing to have one linebacker out. They got four out. I mean, sheesh. So uh, I, I think the Steelers are, are – I compare them – and I heard somebody compare them like this, but I compare them to the Patriots last year. Patriots started 8-0. and Everybody thought, oh, man, look at them. Is their defense one of the greatest defenses of all time? And then after, like, they started playing teams, they're like, wait a second. Nah, their offense sucks. Tom Brady didn't have enough weapons around him. They're not going to do anything. And they lost first round of the playoffs. So I think it'll be a similar situation.
1: All right, man. Uh, definitely a lot going on in the NFL right now. Uh, next week's going to be huge, man. Some really good games. Looking forward to them. Uh, but um, speaking, speaking, I mean,
2: tell, yeah. about, tell them about Christmas, man. We got we got Pelicans at, at 12 and the Saints at 430. Man, I'm going to be sitting around chilling.
1: <laughs> well, this could be a good day, man. I'm not going to lie about that. Uh, Speaking of the NBA preseason has started, Uh, I for one am very excited. Um, We got we got a chance to check out Katie and Kyrie uh, back playing together. Um, Zion he uh, had a couple games looks a little heavy, um, but playing well. Think he scored twenty six shots on no dunk attempts. Um, What are you guys' biggest uh, preseason takeaways at this point? Uh, Let's start with you, uh, Jeremy.
2: Um. Well, for one, uh, as we record, is Wednesday or a Tuesday night at ten o'clock on TNT right now. We've got the Warriors playing against the Kings, and Steph Curry. The game just started, and it's five minutes in, and he's four or five, three or four threes for eleven points. I mean, the boy is back. The boy is back.
0: Um, it's so good to, oh, see, to see stars back. I mean, there's so many good good players throughout the league. You can't find a team in the league now where it's not somebody I want to watch on a nightly basis, which is
2: – Yeah, man, even somehow Michael guy. Jordan figured out how to get somebody people who people want to watch. That is amazing. That's a, I'll give him props on that. Um, <laughs> overall, uh, I'm excited to see a lot of, these, a lot of the teams this year. Like, I'll be 100% honest. I watched some preseason basketball yesterday during the first half of the Ravens game, and that never happens. Because generally, <laughs> my standpoint is, I don't want to see the NBA until the NFL is over. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, hey, it doesn't really matter yet. I, I, there's a lot I want to see. So, um, I want to see Steph Curry and how that how that team comes back. I want to see um if James Harden and John Wall and and Boogie play together. I think they got some talent that can make some they can make a run. Obviously, I want to see Kyrie crossing everybody up and KD pulling up jumpers in people's face. The Lakers coming back, being strong, going against the Clippers in week one and going against uh. Who are they going against on, on Christmas Day?
0: Who, the Lakers?
2: Yeah. Mavs. Mavs, yeah. So, watching that matchup. Um, obviously, I want to see my boys play. Uh, the Pelicans looking like uh, some absolute dogs playing some better defense with uh, Stan Van Gundy out there, you know, making, making defensive adjustments and uh, and getting them locked in. So, yeah, I think it's going to be an a interesting season. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, Zion has he, – he still looks a little overweight to me. I will say this, he uh, he played a lot of minutes yesterday. Um, they didn't seem to have – he played over 30 minutes. Prior. He played more minutes in that game than he's played in any game so far this, uh, last season, um, and they say he's not on the minutes restriction. So I'm happy to see that because I think, uh, if nothing else, he needs to play him way into shape. Uh, he might be one of those guys that, hey, when the season starts, almost like Shaq, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be ready for it. But the more and more the season goes on, the more and more I start – uh, being explosive, I saw his free throw shooting has improved. Hopefully, that translates into his regular shooting as well. Um, I did see him finish with his right hand a few times, which is something we could not say last year. So, um, I'm definitely excited to see how that goes. B.I. is gonna be a top 10 player in the league this year, and uh, they're gonna make a run, man. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing everything, man. It's gonna be an exciting season. Jared, watch out, my Pelican's gonna knock out the Lakers in the playoffs. <laughs>
0: That's that's interesting
1: sir. All right, Jerry. What do you think about this NBA uh, preseason so far?
0: So there is so I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on one thing Jeremy said at the end, which is Brandon is gonna be a top 10 player this year Man, listen, there's never been a time where it's harder to be a top 10 player in the NBA like when you look at like who are are the who's the 10th best player in the league? It's probably like Jimmy Butler like and Jimmy Butler just carried the heat to a finals. Like, if you start to go through it, and that's me not even including Kyrie or other guys. Like, if, if I go through the list, I'm like, all right, Braun, AD, KD, Steph, Giannis, Kawhi, Harden, Luka. i uh, nah, take Luka
2: out.
0: Luka's not coming out of here. Um, and Luka, Luka right now is a betting favorite to win MVP of the league. Um. And then, uh, what's my guy from Denver? Uh, Jokic. And then it's like Jimmy Butler at ten. Like that. That list is such a deep league. And you, th- you, you look. As I said, every team has guys. Like I was looking at the games, and I'm like, there's not a bad team in the league from a roster standpoint outside of Cleveland. Like outside of Cleveland, who has. Nobody. I mean, they got Kevin Porter, who was like, uh, like young guy. Okay, maybe Kevin Love. Eh. But and they got Andre Drummond. But they're like, they're terrible. But outside of that, like Hawks, Trey Young, uh, a No, no. Cleveland
2: have um, what's your boy name that that went on three on five when he's on Alabama?
0: Colin Sexton and and Sexton, but Sexton he puts up numbers, but like I don't think he's a really good player. Like he's not somebody I'm like, oh man, let me turn on TV and watch Colin Sexton. Although, you know, I watched them play at Pe- uh, Pebble Brook uh, versus Jalen Brown in state championship a couple years back. Um, but anyway, I think this is this is my takeaways. One. It's great to see KD back. It's great to see Kyrie back. It's great to see Steph back. Guys that missed time. I wish Clay was still back because um, Clay's one of my favorite players in the league as well. Uh, but it's great to see those guys, um, you know, playing really well. Um, KD looked like his normal self. He did, He wasn't as efficient, probably didn't have his legs back because there's there's one thing to scrimmage. There's another thing to actually be in a game. Uh, I played before the pandemic. I played at LA Fitness probably three days a week. Me and Damon played in a uh, a league a couple years ago. Man, I was exhausted. I was like, man, I, I don't know how I play this much basketball at LA Fitness. And then the games start, and when it's no – like, LA Fitness, you got like – all right, ball goes out of bounds. Somebody check the ball. I go chase the ball, blah, 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 blah. But like, there's a little bit of, like downtown people. No, man. It's, 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 I don't know what it is about it. Like, I, I know,
2: not even just from a basketball standpoint for it, but I played a tennis tournament maybe like five years ago. And I've been practicing. And I've been playing like three, four sets a day um, when I was practicing. And I played a tournament and I won my first round one and one. And I woke up and I was so sore the next day. I don't remember being that sore at Ever. any point in time about the tournament. And I was like, I won one and one. Like, I might have been on the court for 40 minutes. Yeah.
0: And, and, and that's the thing. So, now, katie has got to get his legs back. I think he will. I th- I think this year is going to be so interesting. And I, I know I keep – I don't want to oversell the season. The, th- the takeaways out from the preseason on this is this. One, uh, Taylor Horton Thor- uh, Tucker from the Lakers looks awesome. Obviously, He's 19, he just turned twenty uh, a week and a half two weeks ago. Um, he's, he's so he's a twenty year old who blossomed. He's a late bloomer. So for you guys that don't know, he was he wasn't a top six hundred prospect in the country after his junior year of high school. Then that summer before his junior year, he hit the circuits. He jumped up to on, depending on where you go, rivals. He was like the thirty second prospect. Uh, ESPN had him somewhere around sixty seven. He's jumped up really quickly uh, on that last year. Goes to Iowa State. Okay, year, you know, 11 points per game, you know, whatever. Just okay. Comes out, gets drafted as a, a one and done. Last year plays mostly G League. And you watch him play, and he's got a, a, a craftiness to his game uh, where he's able to get into the, to the rim and finish. And he's got really, really long arms. He's six four with a one wingspan. It's the biggest differential between height and wingspan in the NBA outside of Mo Bamba, who's one with a 7'10 wingspan. Um, and so the... Uh, Mo,
2: Mo Bamba's like 8'4 wingspan. It's like no, you're,
0: you're right. It's eight feet and change or something. Yeah. So he, yeah. Mo Bamba literally... Uh, it, it, yeah, I agree. So, um, yeah. but Taylor Horton Thornton um, comes out... Uh, I'm sorry. Taylor Horton Tucker comes out and has a... Uh, 33-point game versus the Clippers, a 19-point game versus the Clippers, um, and looks really good. Like, he's going to be a, a solid contributor to the Lakers roster, maybe kind of fighting for Kuzma's minutes. Um, I, I, I I think that's a really good development. Secondly, just looking at the league, think about the teams in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. All right, the East clearly isn't as deep as the West, but if you're looking at the East and you say, all right, the Heat who just made the finals, Boston who was in the conference finals and picked up Tristan Thompson. You got uh, the Raptors, who I think will take a step back, but one of the best defensive teams in uh, in the league last year. I think top three. They start zero
2: one. I'll tell you that much.
0: Now, they play. They play the Pelicans. So I figured you'd say as much. Um, the uh, the Nets with Kyrie and Kevin and uh, Kyrie and Kevin Durant and all the, those guys. You got uh, Philly with Embiid and Simmons healthy, and they've put some shooters around them again, and gotten Dot Rivers as their coach. And so you know you throw in Seth Curry and Danny Green and all those should make them a much more effective team. Um, The Pacers with Oladipo should be getting healthy. Sabonis getting healthy. Um, All all the guys like you start going down the list and you're like three or four. Washington with Bill and Westbrook. The Hawks with Trey Young, Bogdan, and uh, Gallinari, Rondo. Like these half these teams are getting knocked out first round. So. You look at that, and then you look at the Western Conference where, like, literally, if I'm, like, projecting out, like, the, the 10th team in the conference, it may be, like, the Suns with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. Like, there's not a bad team. And and the other takeaway, last one, I know I'm rambling because I'm so excited about basketball starting up next Tuesday, so uh, a week from tonight uh, is the first regular season game. Um, but John Wall and Boogie Cousins look good. And if they're good... They, Boogie Cousins is hitting threes and stretching the floor. And this is what the dumbest thing about what the Rockets did last year. The Rockets were like, hey, look, how about this? How about we play with nothing but shooters on the floor besides maybe Westbrook and play small ball? That doesn't work because you have to guard bigs. But here's the thing. What if you have bigs who can hit threes like Christian Wood, who they got from the Pistons, like Boogie Cousins, who, who looks like he's healthy and shooting the ball well. And John Wall's playing well. Um that team with, with a, a healthy heart and if Harden is actually engaged, that team can be a, a tough out. So um, I'm looking forward to to the, the all the regular season games. We're about to start. But the biggest takeaway takeaways: Taylor Horton, Tucker, Katie, and Kyrie both looking good, um, and I'd probably say John Wall and Boogie Cousins both balling.
2: Jerry, yeah, I'll, I'll throw this out there. Um, number one, uh, one thing I'm not getting, I'm I'm not looking forward to. Um, just throw some you know a little damper on our excitement uh i see it right now i'm not looking forward to seeing steph curry all year with these with these uh braids they look ridiculous please cut your hair <laughs> secondly <laughs> i read an article about uh lebron lebron is a very big uh horton tucker fan apparently lebron caught a Simeon game tucker's sophomore year in high school and told rich paul he should uh he should sign him as a player when he when he came out because he thought so much of him and uh, so he signed a Rich Paul and basically LeBron has been uh practicing with him for the last few years. <laughs> so uh, LeBron Listen, is a very that's, big
0: that's scheme. That's <laughs> um you, there's there's a uh there's a Drake's song that starts off scheming, plotting, scheming, plotting. That, and that's 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 what it is. So here's the, the the one thing I will say. Rich Paul has put together the Lakers roster. Yes, I, I think the lakers scouts don't get enough credit cuz they've hit on a lot of late round picks. Kuzma was the 27th pick, Zubac was the 33rd pick. Um they got uh Josh Hart 37th pick. They got um Thomas Bryant who's now with the Wizards, uh late pick. They got uh the kid uh, They could have
2: hit on on uh, Donovan Mitchell if, if magic would have listened, but Yeah, yeah.
0: They they hadn't hit on the on the earlier pick. Out, out, uh you know outside of Brandon but they they hit on some of the late picks. So I'll give no credit to to uh, the scouts and to um, Palinka. But if you look at the Lakers roster, it's like basically football clutch sports clients: Taylor, Horton, Tucker, LeBron, AD, KCP, like Hamantrez, uh, Harrell. Like you start going through their roster, it's, it's basically the clutch sport, sports Lakers. So uh, let's let's go back to back. Let's get it.
1: Yes, sir. Well, let's uh let's start with some bets, folks. Uh Jared was down two hundred dollars last week even for the season uh jeremy's down six hundred dollars last week and down four hundred dollars for the season so uh the spread uh, is back to where Jared's leading man let's let's start with jeremy on this uh what happened man and uh what do you what do you think you need to do to improve uh this week coming up
2: man I'll, I'll tell you what so um there's a couple of lines that i just missed on i mean the saints obviously i thought that was the easiest cover and that probably should have given me a reason not to anytime i'm not at all concerned about the saints line they generally lose I, I like the games that i haven't made concern in the last three years i gave them to you i bet so much money on the cowboys uh the saints against the cowboys when the line was was saints minus seven that year that i thought the saints were gonna win that game by a solid 40 points i thought it was gonna be like the biggest blowout ever i thought the same thing with the Falcons game last year. And I thought the same thing with this game. Luckily, you I didn't know, you forgot it this game.
0: One. You forgot one. What? What? I remember you told me there was absolutely 0% chance of y'all losing to the Buccaneers in that opener with Ryan Fitzpatrick.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not. to be honest, I wasn't that surprised about that. We That was like our fifth straight loss on, on opening day. We just we, – we're – still to this day, we're not a great opening day team. Um, but, yeah, so it's uh, – I mean, a great start to the season team. I don't know what it is. Dennis Allen can't coach defense until week five. But um, that game lost. Um, but then – and then I, I also lost on uh, on betting on the Texans. Jared, I'm sorry. I'm not betting on you guys ever again. I literally on the podcast said I'm going to try to bet teams that generally cover the spread, and I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm going to bet the Texans who are 4-8 against the spread. And, of course, they don't cover the spread. So –
0: Never I told you though. I told you before the game. So right before the game, they ruled out Brandon Cooks. They ruled out our number four qu- cornerback. We already. So basically, by the time the game started, we we didn't have one receiver on our roster who wasn't on the practice squad three weeks ago. We had nobody that was actually on the active roster three weeks ago. So I, I knew before the game. was yeah. like, I don't feel yeah, good. Yeah,
2: but about if but if, 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 but and this is what I'll give myself. I'm not going to say those guys made up for you know twenty four points. So. If you, if you would have said, hey, Jeremy, will you take the? Can we adjust a bet and give you t- Texans minus two or plus twenty one and a half? I'd be like, yeah, sure, that's, uh, I'll throw all my money on it. So I'm not I'm not even gonna give. <laughs> I sentence. agree. I
0: will you. agree.
2: So um, I lost that one. Another game I lost. Um, just unlucky. I bet the Green Bay Packers um, minus eight, and they were up fourteen and gave up a touchdown within the two-minute warning in order to lose. only win by seven. Um, so that was another one that I um, lost. The game that I – another game I lost, which was very unlucky, was the Vikings, who basically lost the entire game because Dan Bailey is the worst field goal kicker in the history of the world. He literally changed the entire momentum of a game. The Vikings went downfield, scored a touchdown. He missed the extra point. They get the ball back. Go right back downfield, and he misses the 32-yard field goal. So, basically, the game should be 10-0, and they have all the momentum. Tampa comes back, scores a touchdown, and they're up. And everybody knows Tampa's been completely outplayed to that point. He missed three field goals and an extra point. And it got to the point to where they just stopped going for extra points and field goals because he was missing so bad. He went for a 54-yard field goal that I know that's considered long. He missed the net. He missed (laughs) – the net like this like literally, I know I can't kick a ball thirty yards, but where the ball finishes where my ball landed, it would have been closer to hot than he was to making that field goal. That's how bad it was, so uh overall it's uh it's awful, and uh they gave that game away because Tampa Bay is really not that good, so lost that one, uh and the game I won was lucky i I said that the, the honestly, that was my best pick of the week, not only because I won it. But also because of how how close I was on the uh, on the prediction, I said during the podcast I'm taking Dolphins plus seven. But if you're gonna actually bet this game, bet that and bet the Chiefs to cover on a teaser on minus one. So that was that was my pick of the week. I'm just gonna say I was one for one. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't a great week. Jeremy, I'm.
1: I'm- Start to starting to notice a pattern here for the last few weeks. You think every team's trashed up the Saints?
2: Um, <laughs> uh, you no, know, yeah. I, 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 I don't. I, I think teams that are you know struggling to, the Steelers are not trash. Going... Well, yeah. if you look at the Steeler, the Steelers, I actually said the Browns I think are pretty good, and and I took that away from the game. The Steelers, if you look at their record, I mean, there's a they play the NFC East. They play, they're about to play their second time against the Bengals. Uh, I mean, they they played against the Texans, who aren't very good this year. They played against uh, wait, who who was they played in the uh, in the AFC?
0: The Steelers, they played uh, The Jets, a couple of teams. Like they they played some bad teams. Yeah,
2: they they played they played the Jets. they, yeah, they, played, they played a bunch of terrible teams. Um, there's a few good teams in the league, but for the most part, yeah, I think pretty much everybody's trash. You're right. I guess right, I guess while we're, while we're here, let me go, and go through yeah. my picks, and then then will make it a lot easier. So my picks for this week, I'm not going to bet this one, but I'll throw it out. Let's go Panthers. The Panthers are playing on Saturday night. There's a lot of Saturday night games, two Saturday night games this week, and I'm very much looking forward to it. The Buffalo Bills are at the Broncos uh, that that afternoon, and then that night uh, the Panthers are at Green Bay. You know what? I'm going to be out of the room for Teddy Bridgewater to, to push the Saints forward uh, I guess I don't want to see it again back. So um, that's one I'm looking forward to. Uh, the first game is Thursday, Chargers versus Raiders. Uh, I want to bet Raiders, but I don't trust the Raiders, and I don't trust the Chargers. That's one game I am not touching. Um, continuing on the list. Um, this might shock you guys. I'm going to take Atlanta plus five and a half versus Tampa. Um, Jeremy. That's what I'll say. That's what that i at six now, right? I'm going to
0: say Atlanta's at six, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah. So it's a, it opens at five and a half. I'm going to take it at the, the Falcons plus six. And the biggest reason I'm going to take the Falcons plus six because Tampa doesn't seem to cover very many points against anybody. And the Falcons don't seem to get blown out by anybody. They basically just give it up on a last second interception like Matt Ryan did last week. So uh, I'm going to take the the Falcons to cover that spread. Book it. Um, going to the next line, the the, the Dolphins are minus 2.5, uh, two and a half uh, against the Patriots at home. Um, I'm going to take the the Dolphins minus two and a half. I mean, I just don't trust the Patriots. From what I saw on that on that um, and on that game on Thursday night, they're going to really really struggle to move the ball. However, Tua going against that defense is going to is, is probably going to struggle. I would not be surprised to see Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, surface at a certain point. They're trying to make the playoffs, and, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. So um, that's another one. Um, going on down the list. The Bears at Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are minus three. I don't trust the Bears. I think the Vikings will cover. Um, I don't think they can stop Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook will go off, uh, and I think they'll be able to cover that game, so I'm going to bet that one. But um, this game is the most baffling game to me in the history of the world, and I almost don't want to bet it because I feel like it's a trap game. San Francisco minus three against the Cowboys. <sighs> I know the Cowboys beat the Bengals. The Cowboys are still say, straight trash. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and book that one. Um, And uh, lastly, uh, I am going to take uh, the Cleveland Browns minus four at the Giants. If you saw what Daniel Jones looked like last week not being able to move around, it was pretty bad. I don't anticipate him being able to move around much um, next week. And if you can't move around and you're allowing Hassan Reddick to get five sacks, I don't want to see what – Miles Garrett is going to do so. Garrett, um, that might be the game where I get back into Miles Garrett into the defensive player of the year category.
0: <laughs> I mean, if he if he has a Hassan Red game, yes, he's right back there. So, well, oh, Jeremy, here's here's my problem I have with you. I hate the fact that you keep going with your your bets in front of mine because I should have just li- listened to your bets last time and then any bet that we agreed on, I should have just changed because I was two for three last week. And the three losses were the three games we agreed on the saints, Mm -hmm. the Packers and the Texans. So, uh, this week I'm going to try to avoid all, um, games together, except I gave me one that I like. So, um, last week, like I said, I was two for three. The two wins I had were, I picked the chargers to cover versus the Falcons. They won straight up. Um, and then I picked the Ravens to cover one point versus the, uh, the Browns they did um, if you actually bet that game and allowed uh, yourself to be sucked into that last second safety on the last play of the game to make it a five-point cover if you won congratulations if you lost uh, may God have mercy on your soul um, now <coughs> let's get into this week's picks all right so the first one I'm going to, you you tease this one I'm gonna go with this one I'm gonna go Raiders minus three and a half Thursday night versus the Chargers it's a short week. Uh, the Chargers are coming off of playing a very, very close game versus the Falcons all day, though they won. Uh, the Raiders lost an embarrassing game to the Colts, fired their defensive coordinator, Paul Gunther. Um, I expect that to give them a little bit more energy, some renewed uh, enthusiasm to try to get back into it. And knowing that if they lose this game, their playoffs, their playoff hopes are gone. They're seven and six right now, so they're already on the outside looking in. I think the Raiders have a, a good effort at home, beat the Chargers by seven, so I'm going to book that one.
2: Jer, I I just want to throw this out there just because why why are you going through that one? I actually like that pick your – I just look at it and I go, all right, so they lost to the Chiefs. Then they got blown out by the Falcons. Then they needed a Hail Mary against the Jets. Then they got blown out by the Colts. They should have literally lost their last four games.
0: Three games, right?
2: No, they lost to the Chiefs before they played the Falcons.
0: Oh, yeah. Forgot about the Fox. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, lost so the last just, they, yeah. a should lost the last four. Yeah. I just, I, I think they're going to get back off the snide. Um, I, I think when sometimes when you fire a coach, especially a position coach, give some more energy, I think it'll, it'll make sure they'll, it'll give them a sense of urgency from the defensive standpoint. Uh, so, I'm going to book that. Next, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills minus six and a half in Denver. Um, I, I think the, the main thing is Josh Allen is playing well. Um, that defense has finally picked it up. And the Broncos won last week. And what does that tell you? The Drew Lock is due to suck this week because he's not very good. So listen, I expect the Bills to win this game by at least a full touchdown. I'm going to probably say they win by 10. So book the Bills. Uh, next, i agree with you with the Falcons and the Buccaneers. There's another thing, Jeremy, that you you missed out on. You talked about... You know, the reasonings, and you missed probably one of the most obvious ones if you read the tea leaves. All of the kicking and special teams for the Bucks are all on the COVID list. The punter, the kicker, and the holder. So, if all of them are on COVID list, you're probably going to have I didn't see that. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, no, wait, wait.
2: And, and also throw in the Raheem Morris unjustly fired standpoint going against his old team.
0: Yeah, Raheem um, is going versus the team that that fired him after he went ten and six with Josh Freeman at quarterback. Um, listen, <laughs> there's never been, and listen, I've been wrong on some some, some predictions. I, I predicted when I was like nineteen that once Shaq left, that Kobe was going to go into the G League. Like that was a terrible terrible prediction. I'm not sure if I have one worse than the prediction I said that Josh Freeman was a better quarterback than Drew Brees for the following season. He, he he had like twenty five <laughs> touchdowns six, eight, and he looked like he was gonna be he was like he was like twenty two and they go ten and six and he goes like twenty five touchdowns six interceptions and I was like yep this year Josh Freeman passes Drew Brees the best quarterback in the NFC South uh, that was that was a terrible prediction um, I, I I'd take my L's whenever I have them that one Patrick Mahomes being a bust I've mean, had a, a few of them but Jared you know, Jared you want I, hear, you were some something crazy oh yeah
2: you know how, you know how feels like Josh Freeman played forty seven years ago.
0: That was like 2010.
2: You know, he's
0: only 32 right now. That's what I'm saying. It was like <laughs> <laughs> he was so young and then he was, he was so good, so quick, and then so bad, so quick. Uh, that that was a disaster. Um, yeah. Right, next, this is my, if I'm telling you free money bet, this is my best bet of the weekend. 49ers are getting three points versus the Cowboys. All right, so if you're the 49ers, what can the 49ers do really well? Run the ball. Well, no, no, no. Uh,
2: the, 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 they're giving three points. They're, it's minus three.
0: No, the Cowboys are a three-point favorite.
2: That's not what I'm seeing.
0: Um, I'm, I'm looking on ESPN right now. Cowboys are minus three. That's why I said. The, I'm like, that line makes no sense whatsoever. Now, the game is in Dallas. And I think it's because Dallas came off a win last week at home. 49ers have lost a couple straight. But yeah, Dallas is a three-point favorite on ESPN, uh, according to Caesars.
2: I think ESPN has it wrong. I just looked at a, at a few lines. Everybody else has it. Uh, I'm seeing everybody having Dallas plus two and a half and then plus three.
0: Okay, so uh, I I, I, will, I will take it off then. I, I won't use it. But the, the, they said this is off Caesars. Um, but I was going to say, that the reality is the 49ers run the ball extremely well. Cowboys are terrible against the run. Um, but. Let's see. Last thing. I'm, I'm. I'm. I don't want to take up too much time. Um. The spread on here is yes. Okay. So I, I, I'll take. You said is it two and a half or three? What, what's the line for San Francisco?
2: When I when I the, the one line I looked at was was three, but I see it in two and a half. So you can take it to either one. It's really fine.
0: I'll, I'll take it. Cover you. I'll, I'll take it at two and a half. Um, considering that on here it still says three, I would have just taken that. But yeah, well, uh, so I'll take the uh, so. San Francisco binds two and a half just because. Here's the thing: they can't stop the run. The 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 Cowboys are talking about. Oh yeah, we're still in it now because we beat the Bengals with Brand Brandon Allen at quarterback. If y'all don't stop, um, and this last- is the
2: biggest coaching mismatch in the league outside of last week when Anthony Lee went against Bill Belichick.
0: Yeah, that was, that was an awful coaching matchup uh, as well. Um, and the, here's the last game that, like, the line makes no sense to me. Seattle is an eight and a half point favorite versus Washington. What in the world tells any of y'all that the Seattle Seahawks are an eight and a half point, eight and a half points better than Washington, who's won four straight? Now, yes, I know Dwayne Haskins is probably going to be the quarterback. I agree. That sucks. Dwayne Haskins, as I said before the draft, was not good. But, man, I told you all last week that Washington was going to win the NFC East. And the reason why is I said that defensive line, they eat quarterbacks for lunch. And I watched what the Giants defensive line did to Seattle's defensive line. And although Giants defensive line is really good, they don't have a Chase Young. Chase Young is serious. Um, so I expect the C- Seattle to win. But eight and a half points, man, is a whole lot of points to be given up to a team that doesn't have a very good offensive line and is going versus a team with five first round defensive linemen. So I'm going to take Washington to cover the eight and a half points. So in reverse, I'll go back through it. I got the Washington football team covering the eight and a half points versus Seattle. I got the 49ers covering two and a half points, or they're they're minus two and a half. So uh, yeah, covering two and a half points versus the Cowboys. I got the Falcons. and, the, yeah, Jeremy, all these lines are off. Um, what what was the line for, for the Falcons game again?
2: Uh, I got it. At, it's up to six now.
0: Yeah. About,
2: uh, plus, uh, plus
0: six. Yeah, the, right now they got the – the I don't know what ESPN is doing, but they got it at 12. So I know that's not – so I, Falcons, I'll take the Falcons minus six. Um, tell, me, tell me the games and I'll, and I'll pull Buffalo, up. Buffalo Broncos, what, uh, what, what's the spread on that one?
2: Let's see. Hold on. I'm looking back on it. You said the Buffalo versus Broncos?
0: Yeah, I'm just realizing. All right, my lines all... All right. All right. I'm scrolling down now,
2: and I, I, so Broncos are plus six and a half.
0: yep, yeah, so that's why that's what I, I I took Buffalo to cover six and a half that game, and then last one um, and you had Ra-
2: Raiders minus three and a half.
0: Yep, yeah, Raiders minus three and a half. So those those are the five picks. Um, book it. Go through
2: one more time just so I make sure we got them all.
0: Yes. So I had. Buffalo uh, minus three and a half. Uh, sorry, so minus six and a half versus the Bron- Broncos. Raiders minus three and a half versus the Chargers. Falcons minus six versus the Buccaneers. Uh, the 49ers minus two and a half versus the Cowboys. And then Washington, is it, what's the spread? It says minus eight and a half on here for Seattle. That may be a wrong one too, then.
2: Let's see. Hold on. Washington is plus five and a half.
0: Five and a half. I'll still take the five and a half points. We'll watch that. So book that. All right,
1: boys. Uh, definitely. Uh, I know Jeremy's looking to have a, a a better week than he had last week. Hopefully he can get back even for the season. Um, and we're definitely running out of week. So uh, boys got to make their moves pretty fast here. Um, you guys got any last thoughts before we get up out of here, fellas, uh, about what's going on this week? Uh, any New Year's resolutions? It's crazy that we we're actually coming up on 2021. I for one am, am definitely ready for it. But uh, you guys got any uh, special plans for the holidays? or Any New Year's resolutions?
0: Yeah, my New Year's resolution is to be more awesome than I was last year, which is going to be a tough, tough feat. Hey man, that's gonna
1: um, be hard, bro.
0: Listen, I, I I don't know what to tell y'all uh, about it. I mean, this is the life for me. I mean, my mama told me this was right for me. In the words of uh, Drizzy Drake. So listen. Um, one thing I do want to say on parting thoughts, and, and I will take literally I – won't, I won't do it like I did before. I'll give you all literally 45 seconds of this. There's some games that I think you should bet college football championship weekend. Friday, Southern Cal is playing Oregon. Southern Cal is a three-point favorite. I don't, I don't like that line either way. The over is 62.5. Bet the 62.5. I know that sounds like a lot of points. Uh, it won't be. You're talking about this week? I thought we were playing Washington. It was Washington, but Washington had COVID issues, so they put Oregon in the game now. So now you guys are playing Oregon. Um, next, Clemson is playing versus uh, Notre Dame in a rematch, but now Clemson has all their, uh, their players back. Do not touch the actual game line. Bet the over again, 59 and a half. Clemson is a 10 and a half point favorite versus Notre Dame. That's a lot of points. And I wouldn't trust it either way because I think Trevor Lawrence being back and our defense being back, we were missing six defensive starters is a lot. But ten and a half points, man. Sheesh. Um, next, Alabama-Florida. Florida's defense is awful. Um, but I think Florida's offense is really good. So I think that game, Florida's a plus 17. Take Florida plus the 17 points. Alabama's going to win. I don't think they beat, beat Kyle Trask by more than 17 points. And I don't think you should look at last week when they lost to LSU. I think it was more of them looking ahead, uh, which I, cl- I know they clearly won't do now. Um, and the last one that, that I think you guys should look at very seriously Bet Louisiana Lafayette plus three and a half versus Coastal for the Sun Belt Championship. Uh, I think Coastal has a chance of winning, but Coastal should have lost last week to Troy. They're coming off uh, some really, really tough games. They beat BYU at the gun. They beat uh, Troy at the gun. And now they're they're playing Louisiana Lafayette, who's being utterly disrespected. The the one point I will say about this. So Louisiana Lafayette has lost one game this year. That was the Coastal earlier this year in a close one. They played Iowa State at Iowa State the first week of the season and beat Iowa State by 17 points. They have a better record than Iowa State. And Louisiana is ranked 19th, and Iowa State's ranked 6th in, con- in, in the country with two losses. Somebody please explain how you beat somebody at their home by 17 points, have a better record, and you're 13, points, uh, 13 spots behind them in the rankings. Makes no sense to me. So those are the college picks I would tell you to look out for. All
1: right, more picks. Uh, Jeremy, what you got for yeah, me before we get up out of here, bro?
2: Yeah, man, before we go, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up uh, Keontae Johnson. Who collapsed on the court uh, on Saturday, man? He, it looks like he's uh, FaceTiming his teammates. You know, prayers up for him. It's uh, uh, it's always tough to see. You know, obviously you have you know thoughts of hang, uh, hey, yeah. yeah, and 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 things like that. So I'm glad to see. Hopefully, um, that's not the similar or the same situation. Um, so I, 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 that's one thing I wanted to say. Uh, as far as New Year's resolutions and stuff, man, uh, I've got a few. Uh, definitely some some real estate stuff trying to. Purchase some home, So, if any listener out there are, are you know, no people trying to sell, you know, feel free to hit us up on uh, on all these handles that they talk about. But um, for you guys, you know that that don't normally do this, I, I will say, uh, you know, write your goals down, put them where you can see them, and uh, and, go, and go see them, man. Go go make sure you get them, make them happen. If you don't uh, see the things you want to get done on a regular basis, or, or think about them on a regular basis, you probably won't accomplish them. So, uh, just a little advice out there, man. Let's uh, let's make 2021 better than 2020.
1: Good. hey man that's what's up that's great advice man I, I definitely do recommend putting your goals down uh have them somewhere you can see them in the morning and the night and uh go attack them guys you know so sure yeah, everybody's yeah. tuning in to us another another episode another week Um, uh, we appreciate you guys make sure that you go follow us on instagram instagrams and uh podcast <laughs> and uh yeah f- uh fellas uh let's get up out of here do something fun with your family or with your with your boo or whoever man uh, Emi bros, we out. Peace. <laughs>